Hey guys, welcome to the Lane Foundations Podcast. This is your co-host, Davis Hambrick. Joining alongside me today is Walker Lott. What's up, Walker? What's up, man? Doing good. Just got out of a little Sunday or Thursday, a small group. Having to record in the car, but it's all good, man. How are you? Good. I can uh, see your face very clearly. That's right. <laughs> it's got, I'm trying to get in the light for you. There you go. I can see the new haircut, too. It looks good. Oh, yeah, right? Look at that. Did you get a haircut? Seriously? It looks like it. I did. Yeah, there you I go. got one today. Yeah, man. What you think of our show today? I thought it was really cool having Temple on, especially yeah. since he's in our small groups. Now we got to learn a little bit more about what he does on a daily basis. Right. Temple's a really cool dude. You know, for our audience, I've known Temple since I got into building science at Auburn, but um, it's kind of cool just getting to know him personally. I mean, I, I know him personally, but to get to hear more about what he does on a personal level with Doster, it was really cool. I loved one of the biggest takeaways I heard was about how Doster invests in their employees about how they're spending yeah. three times a year that Temple gets to go and learn from the, the older PMs and the senior PMs. And they're getting to, he's getting to be along with PMs in his position or APMs right now, and they're growing them. And that's what, that's why, you know, there's a culture or a company that really cares about um, obviously their employees, but about investing in their future. No, I completely agree. It, it was really, you know, we, we talked a lot about what you need coming right into it or the skills and traits that you need to develop. And he brought up some really good points, really good ideas that we haven't heard before, especially towards the end where he asked our questions, you know, but one of them just, I mean, uh, we talked about before, but having thick skin, but also the ability to communicate and the ability to have conflict and not let it rule your life. You know, you're going to have conflict every day, but the ability to manage conflict and handle it uh, is, is a skill that you have to learn. So that's yep. it's something huge we talked about. And I really loved it. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But without further ado, Temple Bowling. Are you tired of being told to just be yourself at an interview? Do you leave interviews wondering if you nailed it? Well, in 2022, Laying Foundations is here for you. We'll be offering a career prep service to help you land the job. To start out, we'll book a free consultation call to get to know you, your interest, your personality, and what you feel least prepared when heading into an interview. After that, we'll update your resume to industry standards, walk you through your track to growth, hone in your elevator pitch, and show you how to stand out amongst other candidates. To learn more, go to our website and click on career connections at lang-foundations.com. All right, well, we're kind of turning the corner here. We've talked a little bit about um, some of the lessons you've learned. What, what's one of the things that you would just say about people investing in you as a young guy from your company at Doster? Is there someone yeah. that's trying to help you learn as you walk through this uh, path to become a PM? Right. Yeah. So my PM right now, my project manager, it's actually his first project as a project manager um, too. So we have a first year P and then a first year PM cool. on, on our project. So we're a fairly new group team. Um, and I've learned so much from him already, whether he realizes it or not, he doesn't think he's teaching me anything because he's still, you know, flying by, not necessarily flying by the seat of his pants, but still going day to day as a PM brand new. Um, but he t he's taught me a lot. Uh, Will Daniels is his name. He actually went to Mississippi State's building construction program. Um, I would say Tomlin, uh, when I was in estimating, was a guy that helped me out a lot too. Um, but one thing I found when I got to Doster, um, you know, there's bigger GCs than Doster, but Doster is fairly big. Um, we have about 250 employees. Um, 
And, you know, some people say, oh, you're just going to be a number when you go to a GC like that, whether it be Bill Harbert, Brassman Gordy, Doster, Hoare. You know, you're just going to be a number. Um, and I'm sure in some instances you are. But at Doster, um, when it came down to, like, being there for me and having me progress as an employee, we have a whole boot camp, year-long boot camp um, called Doster University. That's for cool. P's and APMs, and it's four or five times throughout the year, and it's a two-year program. I'm going to be starting year two this year, and so they they have people at Doster dedicating their time, you know, putting curriculum together, getting speakers, getting people from even just project directors and operation managers to take time out of their day too, yep. um, to come spend a whole day with us. We go to the AGC building at Birmingham. We don't even do it at all at Doster's office. You That's know, cool. they bring food. We have all kinds of activities. It's been very helpful. Um, I would say that was one thing I appreciated the most when I came into Doster. And I, I didn't, it's a fairly new thing because I didn't even know about it when they were recruiting me. Um, and we do training sessions weekly, too, as well, just in the office. Um, every Friday morning, there's going to be a training and then sometimes throughout the weekday in the morning. Um, but I will say Doster is heavily invested in training and growing their employees from within, um, from what I've seen in my short year. Cool. Uh, another thing that I appreciated that Doster did was the culture that we do. Like, sure, multifamily guys, we see each other every day. We're going to be closer. But I didn't go talk to the guys up in commercial and healthcare on the third floor above us. Um, I talked to them regularly, too. Just not as close, you know. But, you know, sometimes big GCs, you never really see anybody else outside of the division or group you're yeah. working with. Um, and because I remember couple months into work i was walking through and somebody said hey temple how you doing i was like man i didn't even know you knew my name because i barely knew yours um <laughs> you know and she but she said hey to me and i was like oh wow so i you know i didn't ever feel like a number at all mm. at doster and some people were like, oh you might because i had another offer from a smaller company before um i graduated and i i just felt like doster wasn't going to be one of those bigger gcs that you're just pushed out here and sure you're still noticed but you are just a number um, in some cases yeah and not to debuck you here temple it's just my thought on this and then walker you can take it away from this but you know i've started to see at least for at brassville and gory um you know i've had similar temple we have this thing called afm training i've gotten to go to the atlanta office that they've let me fly out there and get to get trained i've gone to birmingham atlanta i'm in new orleans so i've gone to three different things this past year and just got training and then also the the, the be a number you can be a number at a big GC if you let it, but if you are actually willing yeah. to meet people, like if you allow yourself to stay there and just want to be okay with being a number, you definitely could be, but there's people at every company. If you go and find the right people, you know, you'll be able to grow tremendously. It's just about yourself, me, like, am I going to be shy and go talk to this guy that I, I know he's five, six rungs up the ladder than, than I am, but Hey, I, I'm going to get a chance to meet him and get to have, have time to, to spend time with him. And um, I don't know. It's just people do say that. And I think about that was one of the things people were trying to, I wouldn't say dissuade me about what, whenever you start to go to a bigger GC, well, you're right. You can't exactly be a number, but there's also an opportunity where if you stick your hat out there and actually be willing to, to talk to people, you're going to be fine. Everyone's going to know who you are and they're going to want to spend time with you. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the thing is, like you said, if you have the attitude that you want to grow at that company, you don't right. have to be a number. I agree right. 100% with that. I, but 
you can sit idly and be a number. And I think the I think that shifting when the big GCs, I think that is shifting from hey, we're just you're just going to come in and do and be a number. I think the Did bigger you? GCs are taking that into account. Be like, hey, we need to invest time in people and not just think that because for whatever reason, like you said, Davis, people always dissuade us um, from going to big GCs. Right. Not everybody, but a lot of people say, oh, you don't want to go there. You're just going to be a number. Oh, you don't want to go there. You're just going to be a number. Well. Like you said, I think I agree with you. I think if you have the right attitude, no matter where you're at, you can get noticed if you right. have the right attitude. And that, that go, I'm sorry, Walker, one more time. You're good, it, it, I, it I go, love it. It's huge. It, it goes back to change. We talked about it last night in our Bible study. You know, yeah. people don't want to change. People resent change. Well, yep. ultimately, to be a Christ follower, you have to change. God is going to change mm-hmm. you. And if you're not changing, then that says something about you, not God. And so, right. I'm going to get on a different rant here, but Walter, take it away before <laughs> I, I keep talking. Man, yeah, I, before we go I, love you. I love where you're going, but <laughs> you're not wrong. And I think it goes to the concept of extreme ownership, you know, like Jocko Willing preaches. It, it, you can let anything, anything in your environment happen. Whatever someone says, you can let that come true if you want to let it, right? So if you don't want to be a number, like you were saying, go and talk to people. I, People, people probably get annoyed at me in my office, but I like there's a ton of engineers in our office. So, you know, our company does pretty much like turnkey construction. We do everything. We do the design. We do the engineering. We do the project management aspect of it. So everything's in-house. And you could easily not know anyone in your entire office because it, if in my office, there's like six, pro- six construction people. We're all on different projects, except for me and the senior PM. And then other than that, everyone else are engineers. And, you know, so we don't really have any interaction with them that much. And you could easily let that be the case. Unless you just go and talk to people, learn about them. People want to talk about what they enjoy. So if you That's just right. ask questions to someone, hey, what are you doing? Like, what do you yeah. do? Tell me about what you're doing, what you're working on. I want to learn about it. I don't know anything about engineering. I know a whole lot more about engineering now than I did when I came. I bet. <laughs> because you're just asking people questions. That's right. Yeah. But Temple, what's something... I would say kind of already touched on the learning curve aspect of, of getting into construction, but what's your favorite, what's your favorite part about construction? What's something that you love doing every day besides the problem solving, besides the, you know, people aspect of it, but like what pumps you up about getting on a job site, going into the office, working on the project that you're working on? Yeah, I mean, honestly, what pumps me up the most is being able to say, hey, we just took this site over here that had nothing on it yeah. and then did this. Cool. That's what pumps me up the most is like, hey, you can take some or remodel something and yeah. turn it into this. It's just creating something new, I guess, is what drives me is being the person that can be able to say, hey, I can, you know, correctly and efficiently manage a job from the ground up where I want to eventually get to, obviously yeah. that's what drives me is seeing, seeing the workflow, seeing the stuff be built from the ground up. And just that, that gives me, I don't know, I don't want to say honor, but it just gives, it fills my, it fills my heart. I guess it, you know, I love construction. It makes you excited, it's how man. I, I know. You. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, but like a day to day basis, what drives me is knowing that, Hey, there's people out there that are going to probably call me today and want me to, have a solution um that's what drives me is being there for people if i'm gonna if i you know if i'm if i'm at a position that people report to me even as a project engineer not necessarily report but just 
expect me to give them an answer or a yes or a no on something. Um, that drives me to want to be my best for those people. Um, and want people like our subcontractors to enjoy working with our project team. Say, so, oh yeah, that, that was a good team to work for. It was a real smooth job, you know, minor problems. Um, I think day to day, that's what drives me is knowing that I have to perform because there's other people depending on me. Mm, that's good. What's been, uh, what's been your biggest challenge? Biggest challenge. I would say, man, well, there's so many, I feel like from the first year, having that courage, like you said, to go talk to just anybody, um, or just have the courage to speak up when I might think something, but I'm, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm just the project engineer. (laughs) Even though I I'm usually confident that I'm right. I'll just wait to say it later. Sometimes it may need to be said. Um, I think that's another thing I've struggled with is learning to speak up in certain scenarios Mm. on site, on site, especially. I feel like first year, second year, you know, you're kind of intimidated by the site crews. Being able to have the knowledge and language to talk to people that are above me Mm. um, and actually feel like I'm communicating and understanding what they're saying and then they understand what I'm saying. I think that was one of the biggest challenges I faced is feeling like I'm communicating well. I I love one point that you said was just uh, not being afraid to speak up. My my senior PM did something really cool and he did a really good job with it. And I think a lot of that, that fear or anxiety of of not wanting to say something, even when you think you're right, comes down to your leadership as well. Mm -hmm. Our senior PM he did a great job in one of our conversations with the internal team. It's a bunch of engineers and about the two uh, project managers and him, you know, APMs and him. And Mm -hmm. he said, look, you have permission to speak up. If you know the answer, he goes, if if it's wrong, I will help you walk it back, but you're not going to mess up anything. You're not going to say anything that's going to violate the contract or make them not want to do work with us anymore. You're not going to, make you know something that's gonna really jack things right. up for the future you know you within reason you have ability to speak up to to right. talk to tell the client something to tell the team something that you for the all the information you have currently think is right you know and if it's mm-hmm. not then we we can solve it we can back it up and we can go from right. there but i think having just the permission to speak is a huge thing which goes up to the leadership above you're saying hey look mm-hmm. I know that you're green, but you know more than you think you do, and you learn more every day. So right. don't be afraid to to speak out and talk to people, even if, even if it's not right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it, but that was one of the biggest challenges I had was because, <clears throat> like you said, I was worried I would say something that would yeah. ruin the owner relationship. I'd be like, oh my gosh, first year I lose a client. Um, <laughs> which you know, like your senior PM said, that's not going to happen. Um, we know enough to not let that happen. Right. Uh, but that was like going off of what you said, walk, being able to walk it back. I read the room and realized what I said might have not been 100% correct. That was another biggest fear is like, how do I walk back? I can't without stumbling. Yeah. If I <laughs> don't fair. exactly. It's a skill. You have to it. learn it. Right. It's, it's right. No, yeah. It comes with, I think it comes with time and experience yeah. in the job. Yeah. Yeah. That made me think about walk when you said that the leadership. Um, man, how do I, and how do I go about this? But, Basically, it's from past experience. We've been taught that 
whenever we say something that's wrong, uh, we get reprimanded or no, that's not right, like in class or in school or whatever. But if you have the correct leadership and they have the leadership like Walker's uh, senior project manager and he's willing to to help you talk about it mm-hmm. and show that you're not wrong. We're just trying to teach you. You don't know what you don't know in construction. And right. there's no one person that's ever going to know everything about construction. Like literally, no, that's one of the things I think that you just have to have this uh, ability to know that everybody's learning every single day. And I don't know, each project I, I've heard about for my superintendents, they go, man, we learn something new every day. I don't know something. We, there's nothing exactly the same way ever. Not once, never has happened. You have to think outside the box. Like, man, I think about this New Orleans project. Now, I'm not going to say that the dollar value, I don't know if I'm clear to say that, but, and we spent time, like, before I got there, trying to figure out how to stop this, uh, the water table that's under the building to stop so we can yeah. uh, put, put piles down in there and you know you can't build off you know wet soil we spent lots of money trying to figure out how to do it and just learning and figuring out and hey they figured it out obviously i wasn't there didn't help but i just think about that lesson of you know you got to fail and fail and fail and hopefully we'll get it right and and just have a team that's willing to push you through it yeah i will say one more quick challenge i think which is really just kind of probably us uh for challenge specifically for this past year the market that we graduated into, <clears throat> excuse me, um, last summer, you know, the market just started going crazy and in spring. And so our buyout was just not a oh, normal yeah. buyout. My first mm-hmm. buyout as not an intern was not a normal buyout. Hmm. Um, you're going, I'm putting in some middles for shower doors before we even got the clubhouse frame, um, just so we can avoid price increase and in lead times. You know, mm-hmm. that was another challenge this past year that uh, our team had faced was, managing those lead times and the price increases that at one point were hitting weekly. I had multiple Highs. subs that they just, their suppliers didn't know if we were going to get another increase that week or not. Um, that was a challenge that was very hard to work around is because everybody, you know, was on pins and needles always. It felt like is immediately get mad if you said the wrong thing because everybody, some of my, uh, some of the people we talked to were like that, but most, you know, would work through and realize like, Hey, everybody's dealing with this market. Um, but that was a big challenge, I think too, but that was a special scenario, obviously. So. And, uh, and we had the same thing, which is crazy because you, we're now having subs come to us and it's like, Hey, and this is going to last for another week or this bid's going to last for another, however many days. And then right. your price is going to go up, not because we yeah. want it to go up, but because, the, our vendors increasing here. This money's going. Right. So now I, I had a guy come it, call, call me today and say, "Hey, like you know, end of January, and then it's going to go up six, seven, eight percent." I mean, with the the size of the contracts that we have, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And you, right. you you didn't bid that in the GMP, so now you're like, "All right, no, cool. Right. We have to escalate this in order to escalate it. You have to get data sheets for what, what we're doing. You have to get data sheets. You have to get approvals mm-hmm. from the client." You yeah. have to get a contract or a letter in, right. of intent or what, and, it, and that takes time. So now you're having to escalate things like crazy mm-hmm. in order to meet these deadlines and to and yeah. make sure the price doesn't increase. It's wild. It's a fun. No. It's a problem that you got to right. solve. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, but it's something that you just have to consider. <laughs> but you know, it is it is fun, like you said. You got to love it, or else it wouldn't be fun. But because that expediting of everything, like you said, you got to go through all these steps most of the time. Um, 
and it is a process and it, it, it's expect and sometimes people expect it to be done in that day. You get the mm-hmm. thing in the morning. All right. We'll have it done by the end of the day. Get this done by the end of the day. You, right. They'll call me. You got it ready yet? No. I mean, it takes time to do all this stuff. Right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I, I agree, Walker. It's a process. <laughs> well, Temple, kind of as we wind down, these are the, the last two questions we usually ask. I want to hear your perspective on this. What are some qualities you would tell the younger generation to pursue if they're coming into construction? Put feelings aside is the first one, I think. Um, Kind of going off of what we hit on at the beginning, there's going to be those stern conversations. Um, There's going to be times where people get aggressive with you. Uh, You just got to push those out. Realize that your, your job is there to build a product for a client. That's it. You're going to work through each problem. You don't need to have any kind of feelings brought in every day because that's just going to affect how you're doing your job. Realistically, look at the problem and be like, all right, here's the facts. Here's what we can do. Here's what we can't do. In here, Don't dwell on anything. Um, I think pushing feelings aside is a good thing to have. Obviously, you know, not be heartless. Um, mm. But, you know, construction has gotten better, but it's, a, it's kind of a gritty industry. Um, I think another skill would be the critical thinking. I think a lot of people nowadays, if something gets hard, they just go, oh, I'm going to do it then. I'll figure out something else or figure out a different way uh, to do something else. And so I think critical thinking and that drive, the willingness to figure out the problem, I think those two, putting feelings aside and realizing, like, hey, we deal with facts, what we can actually build this day, today, what can we get done? Um, well, and then critical thinking, I think, is a big, big, big skill you need to have in this industry. Good. Temple, I think that plays in. I think critical thinking plays in the putting feelings aside because yeah. it's so soft. Like, we're so on edge. Like, people with yeah. just, you know, vaccine, do I get it? Do I not? You know, families right. have been split up over it. You know, whatever's right. going on. It's just like, guys, can we not just come to a, a singular point where it's all right? we don't all have to agree the same thing, but I can still love you. I can still be there for, right. I can still care about you. And oh, like, there's going to be times when, you know, Temple, I might be upset with how you delivered, uh, you know, a change order or doing this or whatever it is. You know, I don't really know mm-hmm. much about the, the PM side anymore, but <laughs> you know, it's just like being willing to understand critical thinking wise. All right. I know this isn't coming at me. There might be something else that's going on, but you know, let's just, let's let it settle. Let's put the field aside. Let's talk about it. Let's move on from it. Yeah, since you kind of combined my two, I'm going to throw another one out there real quick, is uh, <laughs> communication and being able to work with people in person. Um, a lot of people coming up through high school and college, I don't know if it's socially awkward or what, but now, you know, they're nervous and scared. Like, I still get jitters. Like I said earlier, I'm, sometimes I'm still scared to speak up in certain meetings, but I can actually go talk to people and you know, build relationships is the big key in construction is, hey, if you can't talk to this person, build a relationship and want them to want to work with you, right. you're never going to succeed in construction. That's right. Well, and, you know, the funny part about that is because even being in class, I was afraid at one point to raise my oh. hand oh, yeah. and, and answer a question and be wrong. I'd, I'd have people, just Davis you know? sitting beside me and I'd still be nervous. I'm like, it's just Davis right here. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> It's crazy, but you know, the more you just start, and honestly, it 
so part of it is I don't really care anymore attitude. I'm not, I don't care that the job's not done or I don't care about things, but it's like, I don't really care what someone's going to think about what I say. I want to yeah. know the answer and it might be wrong, but I can learn from it. You know, there's yeah. like, you have to come in with this learning mentality of constantly growing, constantly learning. If I'm getting this wrong, mm -hmm. well, I got it wrong, but I learned from it. I know what not to do. I know That's what right. to do going forward. You know, cause like literally you, if, if you take your job as just walking in the door, sitting for eight hours and then leaving, and that's all you do, then you're doing it horribly wrong. But if you yeah. walk in the door and you take it with, I'm going to learn something new today that I did not know yesterday. I'm going to learn from this call that I have with this vendor. I'm going to learn from this email I just received. Then mm -hmm. you're, the possibilities are endless. Your world's sure. going to open up like crazy because you're yeah. gaining all this knowledge constantly. You know, it's just a mindset. It's an attitude thing. Yep. Right. But Temple, going down, this, you know, last question I'd like to ask everyone. I'm, I'm interested to hear this one. Usually we ask people who are, you know, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Right. We're in our 20s. So, yeah. you know, now you've been in the working world for a little while. You haven't gone through college. What's something that before you started college or in the middle of college or right before you started your career it, that you know now that you go back and tell yourself? Oh, wow. That is a great question. Um, I would probably go back. I'd probably go back to right before we got into the program in building mm -hmm. science. So, like, oh, that's yeah, that's good. Tw 2018, I would probably go back there and say, don't worry as much about trying to get a job nailed down <laughs> um really? i think i spent i spent a whole semester i don't know if it's just the way auburn you know we stressed internships jobs you know everybody's yeah. got a job before you graduate so i was like I had a year left and i was still trying i was already trying to get i was more focused that semester on after the career fair nailing down a job just because i wanted to say that yeah i got a job already mm. um i think i would go back because i think that took away from me actually being involved in class and learning um whatever the i think it was scheduling uh holly's class that semester mm. um i was just Tough stressed at that stress management i was stressed as much i was like i'm not gonna get a job i'm gonna be one of the only guys in building you know you didn't want to be that guy in building science that got down there like where are you working <laughs> i don't know yet <laughs> um you don't you don't want to be that guy i felt like um so i think i would go back and tell myself that i don't have to worry as much about a job because uh, this is going, you know, tying in um, outside of work and get more personal life. God was in control and had a plan the whole time. I wouldn't, when I got my offer from Doster, I wasn't even expecting an offer from Doster or looking for an offer from Doster. <laughs> and so I was more worried about the internship coming up for the next summer. And they, God already had the plan of, hey, I'm going to, you got a job offer already. Mm. Um, so I think that, that really ate my life up. Um, no lie for real is we're stressing about getting that job. <laughs> wow so i think that's cool i mean we never heard that and really i think good. back to it too you know sometimes it's the the stress of knowing that we have a like a 100 percent placement rate so we're just like oh we yeah. gotta get it we gotta get it we gotta get it but right. man temple i appreciate you so much for being willing to spend time with us we got to learn that's from awesome. you a lot and i know it was super last minute but i appreciate you man thanks for being willing to jump on the show with us Hey, no, man, I appreciate you and Walker having me on. I, uh, that made my night last night when I got that text. I thought you were just wanting to hang out or something. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
podcast. All right. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be any good, but um, no, I appreciate y'all having me on. I love what y'all are doing. Um, I hope it continues to grow. Uh, I've seen it already growing, obviously. Uh, y'all do a great job, and I appreciate y'all having me on. Thanks, hey, Temple. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast today. We cannot tell you how thankful we are for every single one of our listeners, and we genuinely want to know and learn about you a little bit more. So if you're interested in uh, maybe sending us a question or just saying, hey, or wanted to talk to us a little bit, please reach out to us at contact at laying-foundations.com. If you, need, if you didn't hear that, didn't understand it, you can go in our show notes and just click on the link and write us an email. Please, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Seriously, me and Davis get excited every single time we get an email from one of our listeners. It, it, it genuinely makes our day. But if you want to find out a little bit more about us uh, via social media, Davis is going to tell you a little bit how to do that. Yeah, thanks, Walker. Guys, like Walker said, reach out to us any way you can. We appreciate feedback, whether you like it or not. You know, it helps us grow in any way. We're welcome. We're, we're here to listen. And whenever you guys tell us, we're going to try to implement that into our strategy. But how to get in contact with us on social media. We have a LinkedIn account called the Lang Foundations Podcast. We have – uh, Walker, Walker Lots LinkedIn profile. We have Davis Hambrick LinkedIn profile. We have a TikTok page called Lang Dot Foundations. We have an Instagram page, Lang Foundations. And then, you know, that's where we're at. These are all down in the in the show notes. But guys, we just want to put this out there and however you want to get in contact with us, we're 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 imploring you, please just reach out to us. We'll respond, we'll get back to you. And we want to hear from you. That that you're the reason, one of the reasons why we're doing this. We want to hear from you. We want to hear feedback. How can we grow and how can we get better? Because like we said before, um, receiving accountability and receiving feedback is one of our core values, and that defines Walker and I at our core. We want to hear your feedback. And we want to be be held accountable.